The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Everybody, it is Monday, May 8th, 1 o'clock. It's actually 12.59. Makai is very on time, poignant, making sure he's all set up. And thank you to Ethan for helping make this happen. Um, but I am joined by a very special guest, Makai Lewis. He is hailing from Somerset, New Jersey. He's a three-time NCAA qualifier, two-time national fi- finalist, two-time ACC champ, a junior world champion, 2019 national champion in 2019 most outstanding wrestler. Welcome to the show, Makai. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Let's get right into it. Cinco de Mayo. I'm driving to my buddy Trent Young's wedding down in Williamsburg, Virginia. Phone starts blowing up. Everybody's texting, and it's just a tweet. I don't see anything. And the caption reads, thank you, Virginia Tech. And I'm like, damn, Makai's out of here. He's wrapping it up. I watched the whole video. Lo and behold, you're returning for another year. Um, so just wanted to ask you a little bit what went into your return. Um, what ultimately led you to making that decision? Um, so I talked to multiple people. I think uh, talking with my parents, uh, Coach Roby, even like some teammates, like former teammates like uh, Zach Savaski and uh, Corbin Myers about, you know, um, like say if I didn't come back and – like having like that regret, like not knowing if I would have like did good or like did anything, you know? So I just told myself like, it's just one more year, you know, you might as well, you can still like enjoy like being in the town of Blacksburg. You can enjoy, you know, still getting your education, even a higher education now. And then, like, also just wrestling for, like, one more year. And I was just like, you know, like, what's the worst that could happen? So, And we talked a little bit to Hunter about it, uh, and we heard Liz talk about their decision to return. Uh, it's great to see so many athletes opting to return to Virginia Tech. Um, what kind of role did he play in it? Um, how adamant was he about you wanting to come back and wrestle for the team versus you making the best decision for yourself? Um. Well, ultimately, he just told me, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, my decision. So, like, he basically, like, told me the reasons why he came back, you know, and, like, I, like, took that into consideration. And then also um, we just talked about, like, what he went through, like, his last season. So I just think, like, all of that, like, played out into, like, being able to, like, come to a conclusion of like, you know what, maybe I should come back. And how exactly did you let him know? When did you know and how did you let him know? Um, so I knew like 
probably like uh, like two weeks ago, maybe. I knew like it was like it was like mid-April that like I like knew I was coming back. And then um I didn't let anybody know, honestly. But then I, I guess like people on the team. So actually I told Coach Roby and then I told like my parents. And I told like a couple teammates, and then I guess like some other people on the team started to find out, and it just starts like circling around like that. So, yeah. and I actually made a call to the pen for our uh, oh man, principal announcement. I actually made a call to the pen uh, to my buddy Kyle Berkner. We grew up together in Westwood, New Jersey. He wrestled up there. Um, and for my lack of wrestling knowledge, I would always call him up and we'd live stream the games together, and he'd be walking me through how everything worked as I learned the game, but got some questions for him so um through all the injuries the weight cutting missing out on real life to stay disciplined what has kept you coming back not just for this extra year but year after year after year to the mat uh like you said like the discipline because like a lot of stuff that we do in wrestling now is going to carry over into like the real world and like into like me being productive and um doing stuff that's like more so like uh, positive than like, I guess like negative and not really trying to like focus on, and not saying like partying is like negative or anything or like doing stuff with like friends or like, uh, having fun, but, uh, it just keeps you focused a little bit more and it, it makes it a lot easier, uh, for you to just like, you know, have goals and like set them. Cause like, even like after wrestling, I like, know like what goals I have like when I like start my job and wherever I work at so and from a strategy perspective where do you feel most dominant neutral top bottom we know how explosive you are from all three but do you have a preference um not really I just like let the match play out like different opponents you got to strategize differently so like for me, I just try to make sure like I'm like disciplined in all three positions because like if you are, then like it's going to be hard for someone to beat you at that point. And then when you're tied up with someone in a low scoring grudge match, what's going on in your mental in your mental? Is it strategy for a takedown? Is it all feel and trust in your training? Um, how do you approach a low scoring grudge match like that? Uh, just trusting my training and just like making everything hard for the other opponent. You know, like a lot of people, uh, I feel like get caught up in like uh, sometimes doing too much, but then other times not doing enough. I try to like make it a balance of just like, you know, not even thinking about it. Just like because we go through like situations like that in the practice room all the time. So it's just like a natural instinct at this point and just like letting it play out like wherever way it does. And how do you approach wrestlebacks? Um, for those who don't know, that is uh, when you're in a tournament and essentially matches are added. Um, you're wrestling more than you would have expected um, to get back into place for those tournaments. So how, what is your approach during a wrestleback? Uh, so for those, like, I remember in high school, my first two years, my freshman and sophomore year at States, I lost my first match. And I had to wrestle all the way back both times. And I pl- end up placing in – I remember back in high school, I just told myself that, like, I was just going to take it one match at a time and, uh, you know, try my be- try my best to win, you know, for my team, for myself. And 
coming into college is basically like the same mindset. Like I don't really try to focus on, you know, rounds like after I focus on that round. So like as soon as I get through that round, there's the next round. Cause like as soon as you start to lose focus, that's when you can lose a match. So I like try to go about it, taking it one match at a time and just try to get through it. Cause you know, uh, being a little older now, like your body gets tired and it's a little, it's a little harder getting through those rounds. But like, I think if you have like a strong mindset, like you could, you could do it. Speaking on that strong mindset from all of the injuries or challenges or ones that haven't been talked about, what was the most difficult thing for you to overcome over your career, whether it was mental, whether it was physical, um, what was what what did when you look back at your career, what were one of the most challenging moments for you? Um probably mental, like and also physical. So in 2022, when I made it to the finals again for the second time, I was going through like a lot of like mental like blocks, I felt like. I like really had like a really bad like depressions and um Getting through that, like talking with people, going to uh, my coaches, uh, family. Then also even like I had uh, my therapist at the time uh, and just all of them helping me out through that, like really like uh, affected me in like a positive way and like really built my uh, mentality up and like my mindset up. But then also that same year, I was still like hurt. So like I like injured my hand, my back was hurt and like even like my uh foot like I hurt my foot my knee but like people didn't know that but like I had all these injuries and I was dealing with like a lot of mental stuff but like I felt like as soon as I got myself in the right mindset like I like basically like got myself through it so like it just helped with like now in the future I feel like I could get through anything I remember Kyle always talks about it and I have that same feeling from football in the real world. You're usually not going to, you're definitely not going to have the physical demanding uh, aspect mm-hmm. of that at a desk job when you're putting on your tie and sit behind a desk. Um, but at the same standpoint, uh, the lessons that come from not just individual sports where being on a team as well are going to pay huge dividends at your next, uh, at your next venture. Yeah. Uh, Ed Vechkin asked, <laughs> area of your wrestling are you most focused on looked to focus for next season? What is the uh, biggest focus for you and your wrestling next year? Top. Top. Why? Top. Because if you could score points on top, it makes it a whole lot easier to, like, you know, win a match. That's how I won nationals my freshman year. Basically got a four-point move and then uh, held the kid to, like, one point, you know. He didn't get a takedown on me. I ended up getting a takedown late in that match, too, but – like as soon as you could score points on top, you could open up a lot of matches. So, and also top, and then trying to get like uh, feet to back points. So like one of my teammates is really good at that, Bryce, where he like you know he could get in on a double, and then he could like go upper body and just basically like you know throw people to their back. I'm not looking to do that, but maybe like get into a double and maybe like trying to just stick them to their back, but like stuff like that, like. I feel it's going to be my main focus for the next season. So, and I know you're not a talk about yourself kind of guy. Um, we all know that uh, wrestling is a little bit different. Everybody's going to try to do their best and that kind of equals how the team succeeds. But 
I'd be remiss to ask you, you've been with this program for so long and Coach Roby has done an amazing job building this program and not just elevating them to an ACC pedestal, but putting them in the national conversation. So as you come back and you look to accomplish your individual goals, how do you also view your impact on this program as it looks to continue to get into that upper echelon national conversation? Um, You know, uh, I kind of like view it as like, because a lot of these guys like watch me wrestle when they was in high school. Like a lot of them like tell me uh, like how they like thought it was like really cool to be on the team with me, how they looked up to me and like how, like they were a fan of me before like we even became teammates. So I think like that brings like a lot of joy to me, but also just knowing like where like they came from and like now like, them seeing what I did and like they're trying to do more now, you know what I mean? Cause like I, I won nationals, but I like clear in my mind, know that someone like on our team now could be like a multiple time national champion. We got people on our team who could win nationals and like seeing that and seeing like where our program was till like now it's like, it's pretty like cool and exciting. And speaking to some of those recruits, undoubtedly there'll be, you know, high schoolers or even younger folks that listen to this or folks looking to maybe transfer. What about the Virginia Tech wrestling program has helped you elevate your game? I love to see how many folks in, whether it's mixed martial arts or wrestlers, come back to be part of the staff. You have the SERTC program at Virginia Tech. Um, What would you say the sell for Virginia Tech was for you coming in? And what have you learned about it since you've been there? Um. Basically, so the cell was like, we're like a family. Like, and I say that all the time. And I feel like a lot of people um, don't understand it until like they're around the team, you know? And like, not even like inside the wrestling room, it's like outside the wrestling room. Like, a lot of us hang out with each other and like we do stuff all the time together. And like, that's the type of stuff that you want. Like, you know, you want like a brotherhood. You don't want to be on a team where it's like, like guys don't really like each other and like they don't get along and it's like just for show. And I felt like that when I went to other places on revi- on recruiting visits. And I remember every time I came to tech, it was the same, like every single time. And like, it's been that same way, like since I've been here, and, you know, you get guys on team, like not everybody's going to get along with each other, but like, we still like, you know, have each other's back at the end of the day. So I feel like, that's the biggest like point of like what I learned about being here is just like, like we're basically like a big family. So moving on to our rapid fire segment. Um, some of these are wrestling related. Some of them are not. Uh, first one's probably the toughest one. If you could have dinner with four people dead or alive, where are you going to eat and who's coming to dinner? Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's so hard. So many people. That's so hard. There's so many people. Okay, Ray Lewis, because, like, I'm a Ravens fan, and I want to talk to him about, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Dang, this is hard. This is so hard. Um, Biggie Smalls, just to pick his brain about, like, hip-hop and stuff. Um, Barack Obama. Uh, 
And then, dang, who's the last one? Michael Jordan. That would be crazy. Yeah. Where are you going to eat? Um, Some seafood place, a seafood boil place. You know, it's going to be on them. They the one with the money. I was about to say, who's paying for it? That's right. I'm not paying for that. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, couple of favorite things about New Jersey. I'll first ask you, uh, is it Taylor Ham or is it Pork Roll? Pork Roll. If you say Taylor Ham, I'm right. sorry. I cannot be friends with you. Damn, like, I guess we're not going to be friends? It's <laughs> Pork Roll. <laughs> like, who says Taylor Ham? No, it's Pork Roll. It's, it's all of North Jersey. That's how you find out where somebody's from. If they're by the shore, they're from South Jersey, they're getting they're getting pork roll or it's Taylor Ham. Um, where – so do you, do you go down the shore when you're back in New Jersey? Yeah, sometimes. Where like, do you go? Like Jersey Shore sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Point Pleasant Beach. That's yep. shore, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Like those are like the main two. Okay. Well, you said Jersey Shore. So was the first one like the Belmar area? Uh, yeah. So like basically like where Jersey Shore was like filmed at. Yeah, because you're gonna have a very different beach vacation at Point Pleasant than you are at Belmar. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, pregame music. What are you listening to before you get to the mat? Uh, that's hard. It depends on my mood. Like I like to listen to a lot of stuff, but like. I think more so it's like um like more like nineties, early two thousands like hip hop. And then like if I'm not listening to that, then it'll probably be like Michael Jackson, to be honest with you. Like some of his like upbeat songs. Uh-huh. It's cause it like gets me like, you know, like I guess like more so like in the mood to like, you know, do so. I can't listen to like nothing sad or anything. Yeah, no man in the mirror before you wrestling. Yeah, no, I'm not listening to that. But yeah. Um, favorite Virginia Tech memory that didn't take place on the mat. Favorite Virginia Tech memory. I got so many. Wait, I don't know if I can talk about that one. Ah, uh, podcast appropriate Virginia Tech memory. Okay, appropriate. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Trying to think. There's so many. There's so many that's not appropriate. Um <laughs> I guess uh just going to uh, my freshman year when I went to the gobblers. Mm-hmm. Or not not even my freshman year, last year. Or even this year too, when in the Golden Gobbler, I think that was like a good uh, moment for me because it like recognized me for like not the stuff that I was doing on the mat, but more so like off the mat and like what like uh, what I'm trying to do like working with charities and like giving back to like my community and the communities like even like out here too. So, mm-hmm. um, favorite place to eat at Virginia Tech? Favorite place to eat. I got so many, but like so many of them are like bad for you. So <laughs> like it's, I mean, like I like Mellow and Cabo cause they're near me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say the other ones. The other ones I get in trouble for. Yeah. 
I got. I want to ask you on the on the subject of food, just because I've I've heard the stories about it, mm-hmm. and I don't think people really understand it. And they're like, "Oh, wrestlers like they cut weight, they gain weight." Can mm-hmm. you walk me through the most difficult cut that you went through and what you had to do to get there? Does it have to be like in uh, college or high school? At any point during your career. All right. So I had two. The first one was. I really didn't want to go to a tournament when they were redshirting me my freshman year. Mm. And it was in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is uh, so cold. And I think it was like, it was snowing out there. And we like looked at the forecast. It was like going to be freezing. And like, it was in their dome. So like, they don't have no heater. So it's Mm. already cold. So I'm like, I do not want to go to that tournament. (laughs) I was trying to come up with so many excuses to like not go. And um, I don't know if, I think it was our last tournament that year. And um, Coach Freyer made me. I remember this. He made me. He was like, he was like, no, you're going. And I stepped on the scale. It was like I think two days before or a day before. It might have been two days before. I was about thirteen and a half over. <laughs> uh, basically, that first day I cut like eight pounds, and then. Um, I still like have five more to go the next day. How are you cutting thirteen? How are you cutting eight pounds? Are you running so, in a trash bag? No, so it's basically like I'm just like running on the treadmill. I like I don't use trash bags. I just use like a whole bunch of clothes. Mm-hmm. I was like using a whole bunch of uh, like sweats and stuff, and then like practicing and like basically like at that point my legs were shot. So like I stopped. It was like around like. I lost like seven and a half, eight pounds. And then the next day, um, it also, I had to like hydrate myself. So like, I drank a little bit of water, ate something. Next day, came back in. I think I was like six over. And then I ended up losing five pounds that day. And then the tournament day, I had to lose a little bit of weight, lost that, and then ended up going to the tournament and winning. So you lost 13 pounds in two days, mm-hmm. ran nonstop, and found a way to win the tournament. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite uh, – what are some of your hobbies outside of wrestling? What are you doing in, uh, around Virginia Tech when you have some time? Outside of wrestling, uh, I like playing basketball, you know, like pick up games, basketball. You call your own fouls? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing with a bunch of wrestlers, so, you yeah. know, like they're going to foul you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little heated, but like I don't know. I don't know. They don't realize that they're not good. So like I'm just like it's not that deep, you know. But uh, so basketball. I think football too. When we play as a team, uh, going to the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at the retreat, that that pool is so nice. Um, playing volleyball over there, and then also yard games too, like cornhole. Um. We got this one, like, it's like volleyball four square. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's basically like uh, like you serve it. It's like one serve. You serve to each other. And, like, one of my teammates, Kaka, he's the one that, like, he has it. He can explain it better than oh, me. It's the four. It's the four. Uh, it's the volleyball thing that's basically yeah. four yeah. square volleyball. Yes. Yeah. So that, like, we play that. And then um, they do spike ball. And then um, – What's what's the other game? It's like 
it's like a, a dice, and then you like throw it up. And, oh, beer die. Yeah, yeah, that. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. I want to get into video games again, but I need to buy a new system because I only got a PS3. So yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm way behind right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to some uh, letters that we had written in uh, letters from lunch bell written in from some fans. So Kurt Jones wants to ask. Is there any chance that you go up to 184 next year? And are you going to try to make the 2024 Olympic team? Um, well, I wish I could, but they probably won't let me. But uh, probably not wrestling 184. If they let me, I would, but probably not. And then um, the Olympic team, yeah, I'm going to try to make it. But that, then I'm probably going to wrestle 86. Okay. But I don't know yet. Rich Luttenberger is a Jersey guy. So he's wondering, how did wrestling in New Jersey prepare you to wrestle at the next level? Um, You know, I wrestled at a high school where it was a smaller high school, Brownbrook, but, like, we had so many, like, good kids that, like, basically coming in my freshman year, you know, it was like I didn't even know if I was going to have a spot or not on the team, like, as a freshman in high school. So, like, I had to fight for that. And then also just, uh, like, the talent in New Jersey. Like, it was so many good kids. I remember um, my freshman year and how it played out and ended up uh, placing that states and, like, realizing, like, you know, maybe I could, like, do this, like, at the next level. Because we had, like, a bunch of guys at the time ranked, like, nationally, you know, and, like, I was, like, you know, wrestling with them, competing with them, you know, losing by, like, a couple points or, like, even beating some of them. So, like, I think a lot of that, like, got me ready for, like, the next level. Makai, I want to uh, congratulate you on an amazing career. Really, really looking forward to you wrestling next year. Um, I guess I have one, one more question I have for you. Who would you say was the toughest opponent that you faced in high school and who was the toughest opponent that you faced in college? The toughest. Um, does it have to be like so? Like, can it be like also like freestyle wise too, or no? Yes, anybody. It could be at practice. It could be wherever. So, freestyle wise, I will say when I practiced against uh, Kyle Dake at the Olympic Training Center, he was like one of the toughest. And then him or Jordan Burroughs, because I wrestled both of them. And then um, high school-wise, someone I practiced against was probably – oh, it was either Devin Carter or James Green. So, Devin, I wrestled him here at Tech. I think I was like a sophomore. Yeah, he tore me up. And then – uh, James Green, I was just like drilling with him. I wrestled with him a little bit my, I think, either junior or senior year of high school. And like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well. But, you know, those were like the two, I guess, toughest. If, uh, well, four toughest. Yeah. And your message to, we have a lot of people who uh, 
listen and come on for football, come on for basketball. What's your message to the fan base? If somebody's in the in the area or is near a wrestling match, um, what's your message to the fan base to get them out and uh, get ready for next season and come check you guys out? Uh, you know, come. We got five returning All-Americans, you know. We might have, you know, five future national champions. You never know. So, and we, we will have more All-Americans, I believe, next year. And our program is just getting better and better. So, uh, I'm just excited. I think more people should come out, and uh, hopefully they do. Makai, we're looking forward to next year, man. Congratulations and looking forward to seeing you back out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know it's what you're thinking Please don't go to sleep Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day Do you?